Hey everyone, thank you for your company on Let's Talk Touchdowns, episode 20. Uh, I am Morgan Edwards, and joining with me, as ever, is a man who, rumour has it, is the best snowball fighter in the wider West Midlands area. It's K. Ryan Hines. How you doing, man? Not too bad, not too bad. I, I'd like to see that in action, but I think the snow's kind of melted. It's, uh, uh, it's still good. It's, I don't know. It's um, Obviously, where I'm sat at my desk right now, and I'm looking out the window, and there's still some snow on the roof next to me. I think it's mm. starting to melt on the floor now, though. Um, I walked to Sainsbury's earlier, and I was like, walking into some trees, and you just get like pelted by snow that's just falling off the branches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go for a bit of a ride later, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah, I think if I imagine Sally, I imagine Sally Park's a bit destroyed at the moment. Yeah, probably. It's probably all just. Did you see um, the snowball fight in Leeds a couple of weeks ago? No, I didn't. It, it snowed a lot in Leeds, and um, there was a massive park, and just loads of students were just. Uh, showing snowballs and it was just mad I love that I love that it's such a surprise as well like I was literally saying to my housemate Alec yesterday oh, I feel like it's getting a bit warmer now like it's freezing in the house like we don't have yeah, to have the yeah. heating on all day I'm just walking around in a t-shirt and the next thing you know it starts snowing I'm like where did that come from <sighs> anyway um, also apologies for the late uploads recently everyone um, end of term exams have been keeping Kay and myself pretty preoccupied recently haven't they yeah they uh they weren't fun, but at least they're over now. We can mm. focus on the actual important thing in the NFL. <laughs> the important things indeed. And obviously, that comes after this, you know, four games. Are, there were four games on, on the weekend, weren't they, Kay? And yeah. we're down to what now is the NFL, you know, the championship games, the NFC championship, AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. Before we get to those, we've got to talk about the divisional matchups and uh, the, the four games that happened. So which one do you start with, Kay? Uh, let's start with probably Bills Ravens, maybe. Bills Ravens, biggest, the biggest upset. Yeah, the biggest like disappointment, I'd say, of all mm. of them. Um, obviously, this is also our predictions for the week, isn't it, Kay? Because uh, we predict every single game in the playoffs yep. at the minute. So uh, you went for Bills, I went for Ravens. Um, the weather is what kind of let this game down a bit, wasn't it? Like, yeah, definitely. I, w- I would definitely put it down to the weather because the Bills have been able. They play in that kind of um, weather every year, mm. but the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, that might have been his first time in that kind of snowy, or not snowy, but, um, it's I can't like windy remember. windy it and snowy? it's just, yeah, yeah. Really windy, uh, cold, that kind of environment that um, Ravens don't usually play in. So mm-hmm. I think that was a big factor mm-hmm. in the 17-3 to loss. Yeah, I mean, the Bills just shut them down, really, didn't they? Like hunted yeah. down Lamar Jackson he just couldn't and like the passes obviously he's a good passer but it's not his strong suit is it so if there's any kind of doubt in his mind whether he can make a pass like the bad conditions are gonna be playing with those doubts aren't they like we saw a yeah. punt that went like barely 40 yards because it went straight into the wind by the Ravens <laughs> yeah, and, definitely. Like, and it was like 3-3 at the start of the third quarter wasn't it you know it's like mm. it really wasn't a very exciting match one for the purists perhaps yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had down here that um, the Bills' run defense was exploited by the Ravens quite early on because mm. um, 
the Ravens running backs kind of got loads, uh, quite a few big plays, and um, it looked exciting from then because uh, they kind of broke the Bills' defense and um, were able to get like twenty, thirty yard runs. But mm-hmm. then um, obviously nothing came of it, uh, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate for the Ravens. But yeah, I think they had to um, run the ball a lot more just mm-hmm. because of the the wind. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it. It, the seventeen three scoreline is just a weird one. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really live up to what it could have been, I guess. And no. you went for the Bills in that matchup. I went for the Ravens. I was kind of thinking, you know, this is Lamar Jackson's time to shine. But I just think perhaps it didn't, you know, the right things didn't necessarily fall in place for him um, on mm. the weekend. And just the Bills, if there's any, you know, I think the Ravens would have had to play extraordinarily to beat the Bills, whereas the Bills can just turn up and they're such a strong outfit anyway that. You know, an average game for them, they can pretty much see out most games, and that, I think that was kind of the case for that game. Yeah, and um, Devin Singletree in the third quarter had an absolutely amazing run, um, mm. just absolutely powerhousing. I can't remember how far he got, but it was. I have it down here. That's just a, a, an amazing run, mm. and I kind of remember it. it was. He's just it's such a solid uh, running back as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that really made the difference between the uh, Bills and the Ravens. Even though the Ravens do have good running backs like Gus Edwards and the J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins, I think, um, again, it comes down to being able to play in that kind of weather and um, making the right decisions. Uh, Josh Allen was able to make the right decisions when he needed to. And um, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson couldn't do it at, or couldn't do it at the same pace, or he just couldn't do it. So. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Um that kind of concludes everything there is to talk about that game, really. There's not really much yeah. going on on that Bills-Ravens <laughs> game. But should we move on to the uh, the Packers-Rams game, I reckon? Yeah, let's go for it. 32 points to 18 in favour of the Packers. I think mm-hmm. you went for the Rams, didn't you, in a, in a moment of... Yeah. Um, in a moment of, well, channeling my inner Brown, Brown's <laughs> yeah, uh, prediction, exactly. isn't it? Um, and we'll get to that one later. But you went for the Rams, I went for the Packers. I think... The Packers and Aaron Rodgers just controlled the game. Like the Rams, just mm. we're saying, weren't we? Like the reason the Rams beat the Seahawks was because of their defense. Was because of the defense, and I think yeah. the Packers are a far more sound team than the Seahawks, wouldn't they? And yeah, they're a lot more consistent. Yeah, and that showed in this game. And I think the Rams just didn't have the offense to be able to keep up with the Packers. Uh, yeah, their defense is the Rams' defense is one to you definition. Um, kind of underestimate them but mm-hmm. again the Packers defense are probably they're probably better than the Rams defense at the moment and then mm-hmm. the Packers offense with Devontae Adams, Valdez Scanley, Aaron Rodgers, you got um, Jamal Williams, oh, it's just amazing they they just showed absolute dominance over the Rams who mm-hmm. aren't a bad team I, I can't remember um, how they went was it 10-5, 11-4 or 10-6 uh, I think it was 10-6 <laughs> yeah. it's such a long time now isn't it, <laughs> it <laughs> so much has happened they're not a bad team, so to put thirty points against them is it's it's looking pretty good for the Packers. They have to mm-hmm. be either top, they have to be either the f- best team in the league at the moment or second best. Ooh, I, I would, big calls, I would push, big calls. I would push to go um, first best just in case the Bill, the Chiefs, they um, they took a hit. We'll, we'll get mm-hmm. onto them later, but um, depending on how they play this week, I would say the Packers are one. Of the, it, the best team in the league at the moment. Right, possibly, and we'll get to our predictions for the for the coming fixtures, mm. won't we? In our um, predictions for the week slash the playoff picture, because they kind of merge nowadays, <laughs> don't they? But um, I think yeah. life is just so much easier when you've got a running back like Aaron Jones. You can just move the sticks. If there's any doubt, just give it to him, and he, he'll always make the yards. Yeah. 
it is kind of it's really nice to see just how <laughs> how easy he makes it look. Mm. Like being a running back in any team is not easy, but it just goes to show how good these running backs are that we have at the moment. They just make it look like incredibly easy, and it it's not fair against the Rams' um, defense when you got such good wide receivers like um, Devontae Adams mm. uh, that can just some of the best route runners in the league and then you got um uh Williams and Jones at running back it's just it's uh, it's hard to defend against both we say it, we say it every time you can either defend against one or the other mm-hmm. when you have these like amazing um, playmakers and you just can't defend against both then the scoreline is going to be in favor of that team and obviously it was this time yeah i think Devontae Adams for me the best wide receiver in the league right now i'd say yeah. I'd say Devontae it, Adams ha- and then De- DeAndre Hopkins in that order. Well, what about Diggs? I see. I'd go right. I'd go Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Stephon Don't Diggs. Don't say Michael Thomas. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And then maybe Michael Thomas based on reputation, but I don't think he's been putting up the numbers recently. But like no. that's kind of a mix of him and his injuries and Breeze and all that, isn't it? But yeah. you can't deny that he's still one of the best wide receivers. No, he is. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put him in the top. I think you know, Devontae Adams for me, that connection that he's got with Adam Rogers now. Um, yeah, it, it's I, unrivaled. Yeah, I think Stefan Diggs and, and the Josh Allen connection is almost as good, but I think as a pair, the Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers are, are better. Doing. Yeah, they've done it more seasons, and yeah, it, exactly. it's just it's it's like they're uh, in the same room together. <laughs> it's just they know each other's wavelengths quite well, so yeah. it's uh, it's hard to kind of. Well, it's just the Packers are dominating at the moment, mm. so we'll see. Moving on to the most exciting game of the week, then, and yeah. we got we got the opportunity to kind of watch this whole game, both of us at mm. the same time. Like obviously not together, but like the other games have been on quite late, or one of us has yeah. been busy, so we've had to watch the highlights. Where both of you, you and I, were just sat there texting each other the whole way through this game. Obviously, <laughs> it's such a crazy game. <laughs> you went for the Chiefs, and I went for the Browns. Yeah. Bit of a stab in the dark for me, but like <laughs> I came so close, Kay. I came so it's close. So close. Do you want to tell them what happened? The, yeah, the sure. Biggest kind of. Uh, thing in the game mm, so it was 22-17 in favour of the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes got an injury to like his toe or his foot I think it was yeah, something like that yeah I wasn't that. sure it was something on, on his toe and he was limping but you know it's still moving the sticks and the next thing you know gets knocked out like a proper bad mm. you know, knockout he's kind of like he's, he was completely dazed wasn't he and then yeah. uh, Henny had to come on didn't he was it yeah, his name Henny Henny yeah Henny never heard of the book before he's like 34 <laughs> years old yeah, I was like, 13th right. season in the league. Yeah, I was like, right. I, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, this is the game. The brands are, take, <laughs> the, the brands are winning this one now. And I think that from there, there was a momentum shift, wasn't there as well? Like yeah, the brands started playing. Because the, the Chiefs' defense was scary at the beginning, wasn't it? Like it was just completely yeah. shut down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like they just couldn't get going at all. But mm. as soon as this happened, like Baker Mayfield started throwing the big passes, started to get a bit more confidence, and they were catching up. And um. It came so close, but uh, it was to so describe you know how how the game w- was seen out by the Chiefs. Oh, um, it was an absolutely amazing play call by Andy Reid. So there was a uh, third and long, and um, Henny was uh, in the pocket, and he had to drop back quite a bit. And um, this was with about two minutes to go, to mm-hmm. just over two minutes yeah. to go. He had to um, 
he was down in the pocket and had to step back and there was no one open. So what did he do? He runs about is it fifteen, twenty yards mm, to get like near the first out near for the first yeah. down he was about Fourth an inch one, short of it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was about an inch short of it, but he put his body on the line to kind of and absolutely try to truck someone and he was <laughs> so close to getting that for that um, first down and then it went to fourth and inches and um it was really close because if he got that fourth and inches or if he got the first down at that point then he could um, see out the game by taking a knee and um, that means it can just run out the clock and they don't have to make any plays so it's fourth and inches and everyone thinks oh they're going to sneak the ball they're going to sneak the ball uh, quarterback sneak or something like that they're going to run the ball but what did he do Morgan? he uh, he drops back and he throws the ball who, who does he connect with? Tyreek Hill isn't it? Tyreek Hill yeah and um it was just an absolutely amazing play call by Andy Reid because everyone, literally everyone, had, was like, "Oh, you've got to sink the ball. You're on the fourth in inches, and if you if you turn over the ball, the uh, the Browns will make that um, will make up the rest of the game or mm-hmm. the rest of the field." And he makes the uh, fourth in inches by throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill. Sees out the game, absolutely incredible. The the, ten- the intensity at that point in mm. the game was just mad, and it was that was. That would have made made or break the game for the Chiefs, and it made the game, and um, Chiefs won it off of that. And what a performance by Henny, you know? Yeah. And not not too um, uh, not too long before that, Henny threw a uh, pick six or not pick six, but a pick in the end zone, mm-hmm. where on a play or on a throw he didn't have to make, but he made it yeah. anyway. And I was like, oh no, Morgan, no! <laughs> but then uh, he kind of made up for it in the biggest way possible by make, mm-hmm. getting that first down, and um, that comes down to Andy Reid and just the amount of composure and just coolness he has, mm-hmm. the amount of experience. It's just it's a testament to the Chiefs. Um, they lose their biggest player, but then also they can see out the game in mm-hmm. such a intense fashion. You know. Yeah, and on the kind of expertise of of Andy Reid, the kind of contrast is that obviously I think Kevin Stefanski is possibly the coach of the year this year. Like yeah, I keep taking the that. Browns from you know being barely anything to you know they went eleven to four, their best season since nineteen ninety four. However, mm. his lack of experience showed, didn't it? Because yeah, that. What Henny did wouldn't have had to. It wouldn't have been so big if the Browns had any timeouts left, but they didn't, did they? So they could manage. No, they yeah. could see out a game from about two, three minutes off. Whereas if the Browns kept their timeouts, because they threw one or two challenges, didn't they, on plays yeah, that definitely. weren't actually you know that challengeable? Because he the missed Tyree earlier. Hill made an, an amazing catch, and um, if he just waited a bit to see the replay, mm. um, he. Tyreek Hill made an amazing catch here. He fumbled it a bit, and um, it looked like it might have touched the ground. But he, mm-hmm. the concentration levels were insane. Like a thousand, yeah. a thousand IQ play just to keep <laughs> it off the ground. And go try and see that highlight if you can. It was um, yeah. similar to Edelman's in the uh, Super Bowl a few years. It was his ago. helmet, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like, so they missed a challenge before, so they thought, "Oh, we'll, we'll go for this one." But this one wasn't actually. Yeah. You know, worth challenging so they lost their timeouts but I think there's a t- there's a one or two defining things about this game for me as well is the fact that the Browns rushed for 140 yards average per game and then yeah. the first half they managed like 18 19 yards like that just shows that Andy Reid just knows the best thing about each team and just shuts them down yeah Tyrone Matthew as well the yeah. Chiefs defense played absolutely um, astonishingly in the first half it was absolutely crazy they they just dominated and mm-hmm. with Mahomes in um firing the way he was and running the ball until he got his injury. <clears throat> um 
it was it was just amazing. Like they just showed absolute dominance, and we were saying that the Chiefs in the first half they they were going to absolutely walk floor with the Browns. Yeah. And but the Browns showed up the second half, and they um, seized on that opportunity to when Mahomes was out. But you know, I don't think if you're a Browns fan, I don't think you can be sad with how he played because yeah. he played pretty well. Yeah, and it could have gone either way, really, isn't it? Like it was a game of it key was moments. So close, yeah. And think about the the, the the massive pass by Baker Mayfield. I think it was um, Higgins, wasn't it? And yeah, he yeah. dived for the line, and it gets knocked out of his hands, and it's fumbled out through the end zone. <laughs> and it's a touchback. Yeah, and so the Browns. Oh, that was an amazing play. Like, it, was, it was quite controversial though because mm. it looked like a target, and he led with his helmet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that play was it had to be made. So yeah. Yeah, and the brands, you know, they could have gone from scoring a touchdown to losing the ball. Like, it could have gone either way, you know, and those are fine margins yeah. of the game, especially when it was 22-17. Had the brands got that touchdown, I think I think they would have gone in the lead or that was the touchdown mm. before the, the, the touchdown I think that they, they got. would have, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, very, very fine margins. But I think talking about a game then that wasn't really fine margins is our final prediction of the week and final game of the week which is the Saints Bucks ah, this was this was frustrating for me to watch like yeah. the Saints controlled the game the whole time and then it was about what three interceptions from Breeze that each one of those was a, was a key moment that led to yeah. a touchdown from the Buccaneers and you just can't give those amount of opportunities to Tom Brady no, you can't. Um, I think what Breeze went like was it twenty for forty something, mm. something like that. Uh, twenty completions to about forty pass attempts. I don't think it was quite forty pass attempts, but it was less than half um, completion, and it, it was just really sad to see. Um, he's obviously he's had such a hard season. I saw um, the amount of injuries he's had this season and to any mm-hmm. quarterback though, like just coming back off 11 broken ribs and a punctured lung, you just, any quarterback would be hard pressed to do that. But Breeders just did it within uh, three weeks, four yeah. weeks. You just, you can't be sad with Breeze at the moment. I, it's, this is probably his last game as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, that's why a lot like of people a... are speculating, especially with Brady as well. Yeah. And he's a, you know, future without a doubt, future Hall of Famer. Like he owns yeah. between him and Brady, they pretty much own every quarterback stat there is. <laughs> yeah, but it's just frustrating for him. I bet that that is his last, probably his last game in the NFL. Yeah, I, I wonder whether he stays on for one season. But I think that this season was that season that he stayed on for. I feel like he could have retired last year and he came back for this one season. And it's yeah. what two, three injuries in two seasons now for him, and it's. Yeah, quite uh, big injuries as well. One to yeah. some last week, yeah, throwing up. I mean, then one to uh, well, a few to the ribs and um, mm-hmm. just different injuries throughout the season. And uh, I think, yeah, if he if he had an all right game this this um, this last week, then I think he would have been like, yeah, I can probably go for another season. But just because he's been getting injuries, he's mm. been getting hit, and he's like forty one, forty two. I think he's forty two. I think line, yeah. Yeah, it's you old when you think line. about it. Like I you think mean, about <laughs> you think is. about the players on there. There's like you know twenty year olds, like twenty one year old people in the prime of yeah, their lives, like fitness 20. wise. You know, trying to tackle you. Yeah, you're forty two years old. You know, it's it's um, it's tough ask. Yeah, and then when they fall on you and you just break, it, mm. there's not a lot you can do about it. So it is unfortunate. I don't think the I don't think um, the Saints played terribly like the rest of the team around it, but without mm-hmm. Breeze playing like on his form, like not even just. Uh, he didn't even have to be on his best form, but just mm-hmm. not on the form he was on. 
then like Kamara, he was a bit quiet. Michael Thomas, mm. but you you can't really um, do much if you if your quarterback's not making those um, throws to you, not making those completions. So yeah, it, um, it was a really unfortunate game. Yeah, no doubt. I think I think credit to the Bucks as well. I don't think the Bucks yeah, were yeah. the the dominant team, but they did enough. They were clinical. They didn't squander yeah, their, they did, their chances. They needed to do what they needed to do. Mm. And they got the running game in a bit more, like Ronald Jones mm. and, and Leonard Fournette. We haven't seen him yeah, too Yeah, I think Leonard recently. Fournette was um, was like the main running game um, mm-hmm. person in that game, which is, it was interesting to see why they choose Fournette over Ronald Jones, especially the former Ronald Jones to be on. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it worked, obviously. Yeah, no doubt. And I think... I think the Bucks' less, lack of discipline cost them. There's quite a few penalties against them, so they might struggle yeah, against the Packers if they don't sort that out. But I think this game was a very much a game of them just capitalising on the errors. Like there was Jared Cook's uh, his his drop, and then that kind of yeah. seemed like a turning point for me. And then the Bucks got a touchdown from that drive, and then there's a t- there's a, an interception from Devin White, like a, a, a very questionable pass from Drew Brees straight <laughs> into the coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's another quite interception. A few questionable passes. Yeah. Another interception after that. So I think uh, we probably have seen the last game for Drew Brees in a Saints jersey, in any jersey perhaps. Yeah, I think the Bucks aren't known for their defence and to me the only reason they, they won this is because um, Brees wasn't on form and he just really wasn't making those some plays that he usually does. Mm. Uh, credit to the Bucks um, anyway, the offence is um, it's amazing and it's going to get them far but I think the only reason they really won is because of um, Saints and Breeze, which is mm-hmm. really unfortunate, um, especially with the season Breeze has had but um, it is what it is I guess, the Bucks have won and they'll go on to play in the uh, championship game. Yeah, no doubt so wrapping up that you know, the scores slash predictions for the week that we've got going on there. So, Kay, you up for the Rams, Bills, Chiefs and Saints. I went for the Packers, Ravens, Browns and Saints, which means you are two for four and I was one for four, meaning you have finished this week on 38 for 63 and I'm on 30 for 63. Mm-hmm. So, there's obviously, it was pretty conclusive last week, wasn't it? But there's a still yeah. chance for a draw. I oh, know, because we, we both went for the Saints, didn't we? So the, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that obviously means that you, K have won. But I'll, I'll wait till the final episode to crown you as the victor of predictions for the week. And uh, I'll be back I next mean, season. <laughs> you do what you want to do. But I, I know, I, I'm going to get my pints whenever <laughs> whenever they open. I'm going to get my pints. That's very true. But um, moving on now, I think we'll move on to our touchdowns for the week. You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by K Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards. Okay, this is that feature of the week where Kay and I give you our touchdowns. You know, our favourite favorite moments of of the game's favourite touchdowns. Um, I might go first if that's okay, Kay. Go for it, Morgie. My favourite touchdown for the week is a defensive play, and I do love a defensive touchdown. Mm. And it was uh, Tyron Jones. He got that pick six on Lamar Jackson in the end zone. Lamar Jackson was hunting down, you know, uh, the touchdown that would pretty much brought them back into the game. Throws a pick six to Tyron Jones catches it in the end zone and runs the length of the pitch and he's hunted down by Lamar Jackson as well isn't he like yeah, the pace of Lamar Jackson trying to keep up with him but I think uh, Lamar Jackson got blocked and Taron Jones went into the end zone and I think what's so good for me is that um, Taron Jones kind of went not viral but I think he, what he was known for in the combine is he got hit in the head by a ball did you see yeah, it? yeah yeah it was it was um, yeah 
wasn't it? Yeah, in the in the combine, so the, the bit where they're kind of like showcasing themselves before the NFL draft, and he got hit in the head because he looked the wrong way when receiving a, a pass, and that's probably what he probably have like that in his head all the time. But now yeah. this is like kind of a redemption for him. This is what he'll be known as. He's the guy who picked off Lamar Jackson to send the Bills into the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to be proud of yourself on that one. Mm-hmm. Just to get an interception in the end zone, you're stopping a, a, a offensive um, touchdown, touchdown yeah. and then you get a touchdown yourself running the length of the pitch. Mm. Uh, I think you're going to be proud of yourself. It's a 14-point swing, really, isn't it, when you think about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It, and... Um, with the game so close at that point, um, it, it made a huge difference and morale boost and everything. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so that was my see. touchdown for the weeks. Okay, what about yours? I think it has to be the uh, trick play, to be honest, because it's mm. it's a big move to try and do a trick play in um, the playoffs because you don't really see that that many exciting plays all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just it was so obvious to me. It just made me kind of laugh that it was the books didn't defend mm. against it really at all. And um, but credit to the Saints, they they obviously um, made it look like it was going to be a run, and they made it and they executed it perfectly. So mm-hmm. I think that's uh, got to be it for me. Yeah, I think it's always interesting, isn't it, when you got a uh, Jameis was lined up out wide, isn't it? It's always interesting when you see a quarterback lined up out wide and you think, oh, what's going on here? Something's different going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a, a fantastic touchdown and definitely, and the Saints' best play of the game and it wasn't even with Breeze at the helm. So, um, yeah. some future there for the Saints with perhaps Jameis, perhaps Taysom Hill, perhaps a combination of both. We'll see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> hold my breath on uh, any. If you're betting on uh, James Winston to get a uh, decent season, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I think there's better ways to lose your money. Yeah, easier ways account. to lose your money. Yeah, they were our touchdowns of the week. Uh, time now for our predictions for the week slash playoff picture. That mix of vibes that we got going on now that we're in the playoffs. Now that's a wild card. That oh. is a wild card. You're going to have heart. to justify that one. I'm going to have to justify that. You're right. It's going to be the package. It's going to be the package. It has to be. There's, it has there's to no be. doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. No, oh, I'm, I'm not sure about I'm that one. <laughs> Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. Okay, it's that time of the week where Kay and I predict the coming week's games. And also at the minute, because it's the playoffs, we kind of give the playoff picture, see what the implications of the victories are. I've got a really interesting like summary of these these games coming up, Kay, that I found but on The Ringer, a website mm-hmm. online on the NFL website. Um, I might just read this out if that's okay. Okay. Um, so the Bucks beat the Saints because they dared Drew Brees to throw downfield and he couldn't. Now they have to play Aaron Rodgers, whose arm is a little stronger than Breeze's. The Bills won by ignoring Baltimore's passing game and focusing on stopping the run. They might use the exact opposite strategy against Kansas City. Mm. The Chiefs beat the Browns by slowing Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now they're going up against the Bills, who last week did not hand the ball off until almost two-minute warning of the first half. And the Packers played a strong defence against Jared Goff, who is not good at dissecting coverages, but this week they face Tom Brady, who can dissect defences like he's doing an autopsy. (laughs) It's a fantastic summary of basically, like, the reason that all of these teams won their games is not going to be the reason why they win the the coming game, should they do that. It's it's really amazing to see, like, Rams, uh, no, Bucks, uh, Packers, Bills, Chiefs, you got... Um, Brady, Rogers, some veterans in the league. You got um, Josh Allen and um, 
Patrick Mahomes from upcoming stars. Mm. And um, it's just going to be amazing to see that kind of head-to-head. Um, and as you said, each of these teams, they play amazing football, but they also know mm. their team, their opponents very well, and they're able to um, adjust their game to each opponent. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting to see the game plans um, mm-hmm. in the first quarter, just to see how... Because they are, each team obviously has a lot of respect for the other team, mm-hmm. and um, they're gonna they're gonna have to adjust their game plan a lot, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it and um, if it works or not. That's gonna be um, the main thing: how they execute it, and if it if it's gonna work, and if you stick with that plan, uh, and yeah. or if you have to change on the fly. You know, I think yeah. they. I think you. Each of these teams has the ability to change on the fly, uh, depending on how their opponent is looking. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. And so obviously we've got the championship games then this week. We've got the NFC championship game and the AFC championship game. So it's the Bucks are travelling to the Packers in the NFC mm-hmm. and the Bills are travelling to the Chiefs in the AFC. Interesting fact, Kay. Both of these games are a repeat of week six where the Bucks absolutely annihilated the Packers. Yeah. Remember that game? And then the, the, the Chiefs managed to, to push past the Bills in, in their fixture. Yeah, I think the uh, Bills Chiefs games was a lot closer, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I think it was like twenty six seventeen something like that. Yeah, something. it was quite an exciting game. But then, uh, do you remember a couple of weeks ago? Um, I was I thought the the um, the game that the Bucks blew out the uh, Saints was um, or oh, Saints about the, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the uh, the Packers Bucks game. That's mm. why I was a bit confused then. But, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the mm-hmm. how the Packers um, respond to that. I don't think they're going to do the same thing twice, especially with the form they're on. Mm. So, and that was one of their I mean, that was one of their three losses of the season. So, I think mm-hmm. um, they've learned a lot from that, and um, they must have underestimated the books or something. And I think mm. Aaron Rodgers uh, threw a couple picks. Um, yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see how he responds. Okay, well, we'll jump in with that first game then. So the Bucks at Packers um, Sunday night, uh, five past eight. So we should be able to watch that one, Kay. But I think yeah. the other one, 20 to, uh, to midnight, is maybe a bit of a push. But I might stay up because we've got no exams yeah. next week. So, you know. I think I might stay up as well for it. <laughs> I think the story of the Bucks Packers game is two legends of the game going toe to toe Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. I think I'm going to prediction, obviously, we're doing predictions for the week. So I, I think I might go Bucks, you know, Kay. What? <laughs> Because <laughs> you're feeling okay. I'm feeling fine, Kay. I'm feeling fine because the mantra, my mantra, my, my whatever I was betting on when it came to the Patriots was like, don't bet against the Patriots. Don't bet mm. against the Patriots. I don't think it was the Patriots. I think it was Tom Brady. Don't bet against <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They've not played particularly well recently, but have still managed to beat their opponents. I think he'll very much be up for this game. He'll very much, you know, he's beaten one legend in Drew Brees. Now he's got another legend in Aaron Rodgers to beat. And I think a win for the Bucks would mean Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl appearance. That seems pretty fitting, doesn't it? It does, it does. And that'll be, what, his 7th Super Bowl ring? Or if he something, gets there? Something insane like that. And obviously the repeat of this game from, from Week 6, the Bucks beat the Packers 38 points to 10. The Bucks absolutely throttled the Packers in, in their worst performance mm. of the season. And they will learn from that. They will have improved without a doubt. I think Aaron, Rod- oh, so Aaron Rodgers threw two interceptions in one quarter in that game and he threw three interceptions for the rest of the season. 
So that just shows that it was yeah. an off game for the Packers. And I think that's going to be playing in Aaron Rodgers' mind. And I don't think it's going to be a repeat of that. I think it will be close. But I think they played woefully and they failed to stop Tampa Bay's blitzes. And they'll learn yeah. from that this time. However, Aaron Rodgers is also 1-3 and three in NFC Championship games. So he's not fared too well. But you think about Tom Brady. He's been there, done it before. He's been in... God knows how many nine yeah isn't it nine Super Bowl yeah. appearances before like it just seems fitting for me that the Bucks win this game because they've got the weapons they've got Tom Brady they've got that excitement I mean I'm still unsure I think the Packers have every possible chance of doing it and I think they are probably the better team as well but yeah. I think also because I knew that that you were going to go for the Packers I'm going to go for the Bucks <laughs> that is fair um, I think it's got to be the Packers for me there's no there's no doubt in my mind. Um, the the Bucks winning against the Packers was a, an anomaly in the in every sense of the word. Um, I don't think the Packers are going to let that happen again. And the Packers defense is going to be able to stop the run, and it's going to be able to stop the um, the deep ball threat from um, Brady. Mm-hmm. And Brady Brady isn't the deep ball threat he used to be as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to be making much longer than thirty yard passes if that. If that at all, I know he made quite a few long passes um, to Antonio Brown, but um, I think the Packers' defense is probably the strongest, um, second strongest, mm-hmm. um, compared to the Chiefs in the first half against the Browns. So I think the, the Packers are going to be able to stop whatever they try to do. And mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Valis Scantley, Williams, Jones against the Bucks' defense. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> they ain't going. They ain't going to be able to do anything against that. True, they aren't known for their defense. However, you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, Brait, um, Ronald Jones, and Leonard Fournette. Can any defense stop them? At the minute, it's looking like they can't. You know, it's it's going to be uh, such an interesting matchup, Jay. It's going to be such an interesting it is, matchup. It is, but I, I think the, the Packers have it hands down for me. Okay, I yeah, I think that's you're going Packers hands down. I'm going Bucks nervously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think moving on then to the other game then, Kay, is the Bills at the Chiefs. I'll let you go. I'll let you predict with this one first. Um, as I was saying to you, um, this depends very largely on whether Mahomes is here or not. Mm-hmm. And I think we said he is, isn't he? Yeah. He said he's feeling so, ready. Past the concussion protocol, I think his foot's yeah. fine. He's ready to go. I think it's good. It's it's a real hard one because I, I love both of these. Um, I love both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills, Josh Allen, they're just doing it. But I think the Chiefs have more experience. And mm. maybe I think they're... Their offense is better than the um, Bills' defense. That's mm-hmm. what I'm. I think I'm thinking. You know. Yeah. So uh, that based on that, I think their defenses are really um, evenly matched. Um, again, the Bill, the Chiefs might edge it out. So I think just based on that and the performances the Chiefs have been having, and mm-hmm. especially the first half against the Browns, I think it's the Chiefs for me. I, I it hurts me to say because I love I love Josh Allen and I love um, the Bills, but I think the Chiefs are just they got to take it for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree, Kate. I think Andy Reid, one of the best there is. Like, we saw the guts, the balls on that man in, in, in that game against the Browns, you know, going for that fourth and one. And I think if we look back to that week six game where the Chiefs played the Bills, mm. Bills played a lot of deep coverage to mark Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. Tyreek Hill is a threat. Like, he's the fastest, probably one of the fastest wide receivers in the game. You get it to him in space and there's no catching him. So the yeah. Bills... 
The Bills were aware of that threat. So what did Andy Reid do? He rushed for 240 yards in that game. Mm. His highest in a game ever. Yeah. So he knew, he was like, fine, you know, if you want to try and mark our wide receivers, let's just, you know, ram the ball down your throats. And I think, obviously, the issue is Clyde Edwards-Lay is a bit, you know, a bit unsure whether he'll yeah, be definitely. there for this game because he's been injured um, since the end of the regular season. However, I just think you can't bet against Andy Reid. You've got Patrick Mahomes is fine. They managed to set up the game without him. Mm, and another incredibly close. But... Yeah, that's true. Uh, another stat for you, Kay. Because I'm reading off my stats mm-hmm. in this prediction. I love some stats movie. So the Bills have dropped back to pass 73% of the time this postseason, and only one team has ever reached a conference title game passing more often. The 2015 Patriots, who passed 83% of the time, who also lost in that AFC Championship game that season. I've said it before, haven't I? Run, the run game is so important in, in the playoffs. And obviously they've got Devin yeah. Singletary, they've got Josh Allen, but I think... If we saw what the Chiefs did to the Browns running game, possibly with the best running team in the league, I don't think yeah, there's exactly. much chance for the Bills in the running game this 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 game. No, I think um, it'll be an incredibly close game, but the Chiefs just they're able to do it on every every facet of um mm. the offense and every facet of the defense. It's not it's not fair to come against come up against a team. I think the Bills they're able to do it, just not to the same degree that the Chiefs are able to do it. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you can't against Andy Reid who's probably in one of the best forms of his life he, yeah. you know, it's, he's just a coach but he's one of the best coaches in the league he's able to read out the defences and he's just able to make those plays make those calls mm-hmm. and um, obviously the teams aren't ready to, for those calls I think it again as you said it comes down to the inexperience of the Browns um, coaching staff but at the same time it comes down to Andy Reid knowing how to play football mm-hmm. and um, I think it is as simple as that I think the uh, Chiefs they just do it and Andy Reid is able to able to get them over the line even yeah. with a limping team he's able to get them <laughs> over the line I think that's the thing Andy Reid knows how to play football you said it perfectly Kay and I think mm-hmm. he knows how to see out a game and when you've got the talent that the Chiefs do you've got pretty much every weapon available to you to, to see out the game in whichever fashion you see fit um, yeah. but yeah so both these Games are for the rights to play in the Super Bowl in in two weeks' time. I, I reckon a Bucks Chiefs seems pretty fitting to me. You've got Tom Brady at a new team, but still playing phenomenally. You've got the Chiefs, the best team in the league, have been for mm. quite some years now. Obviously, winning the Chiefs, uh, winning the Super Bowl last year. Another stat for you: when a Super Bowl winner has got to the championship game the next season, they're ten and one. So they almost always win that game. So it, yeah. they might not lose, they might not win the Super Bowl again because we haven't seen a repeat since the 2004 Patriots, I believe. However, they almost always, if they make it that far again, they almost always make it to the Super Bowl. I think this week will be no exception. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think that wraps it up, okay, for episode 20. Um, and again, another slightly short episode, but we've got a few games to talk about each week and We'll be back kind of midweek next week, hopefully. Yeah, okay, uh, hopefully. we won't have the pressure of uh, exams, you know, pushing us we all the way back the to the Saturday. Festival, you know? we, have, <laughs> we have the OBE festival. What better way to, you know, celebrate our creative side than talk about um, the, the this week's playoff games? But Kate, okay, it's been a pleasure as always. It has. Uh, yeah, I'm sad it's going to come to an end. We haven't I got know. that many episodes left. What, two episodes Ooh, left, think, probably. Yeah, I think um, we should say about. 
couple of transfers as well, or uh, retirements and transfer. Of course. Shoot, Kay, go for it. Uh, Philip Rivers has mm. retired. Uh, I think he was age 37, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, one of the most famous things he's known for is having nine kids. So yeah. I think uh, <laughs> that takes a toll on your body, obviously. But um, that's, a big, that's a big thing uh, for the Colts. Uh, Rivers uh, got them to ten and five, got them to the um, playoffs, mm-hmm. which is amazing, especially at his age. But um, mm-hmm. it's going to be sad to see. And he's one of the funniest trash talkers in the league. His, his competitiveness <laughs> is unrivaled. Yeah. If you just like, if you just chat, um, type in Philip Rivers trash talking to uh, YouTube, you'll be able to hear him just absolutely mm-hmm. demolish everyone. And his <laughs> competitive competitiveness is just unrivaled in the league. And then we have, was it... Um, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins from the Washington football team to mm-hmm. uh, Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. which is, I, I was saying to Morgan, what 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 kind of transfer is that? Um, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I Rudolph think... is better than... Um, yeah, Mason, Mason Rudolph is better. Yeah, than... he's quite old as well. Though. Is Mason Rudolph old? Is he? I, don't know. I don't know. I think he's like late 20s. But um, um, does, that, I... does that say to you that... Uh, Rufflesburg is thinking of going as well? Yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. Oh, apologies, Mason Riddle is only 20, 25 years old. That's mm. um, not old at all. I don't know, I think Dwayne Haskins, he's not a bad third-string quarterback to have. I think a guy who's played a season in the NFL, like usually your third strings are, are guys who you know play a, a few snaps here and then, but at least Dwayne Haskins, he can sit there, he can watch Ben Roethlisberger, and fill in for Mason Rudolph if Mason Rudolph and Ben Roethlisberger get injured. I think it's yeah. not bad. For, for, I think Dwayne Haskins is the winner in that trade rather than the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hundred percent. I doubt they're going to sign him and then release him in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, and as you said, he's a third-string quarterback. I was thinking that he would become that they're thinking of replacing Roethlisberger with him, but hopefully he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially, and I think the. Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to have to do something different um, just to make sure that they don't have like a fluke of a season like they did. Um, but yeah, it was interesting, interesting transfer, especially because I guess they're going to stick with Alex Smith, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think the the, uh, the Washington football scene they just they just dropped Dwayne Haskins, didn't they? So they haven't got anything in return. They just mm. kind of let him free, and he's a free agent. So um, I think I do think they'll stick with um, they'll stick with. Uh, Alex Smith, but we've also got Tyler Heineke, haven't they? The, the guy who performed yeah, fantastically true. against the Bucks. But um, yeah, I'll see a couple of coaches have gone here and there as well. But uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it for the main the main events yeah, of, of really the week. Like a couple mm. of them, the biggest ones, really. Yeah, exactly. So I think that wraps it up. Thank you for episode twenty mm-hmm. of Let's Talk Touchdowns. Um, and yeah, like we said, we'll, we'll be back sometime earlier next week than we have been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a pleasure, and we'll catch you then. See ya.